Hello and welcome to the Church Society podcast. I'm Ros Clark, I'm the Associate Director of, of Church Society and I'm your host here on these podcasts. You know, my ideas for what we should cover in podcast episodes come from all over the place. Uh, people I meet, places I go, uh, things that I see that are in the news, things I hear about that I think you might be interested in. And occasionally, as this week, they come from Facebook. So a few months ago, uh, I was following uh, some of my friends on Facebook who were talking about a mission that was happening in their local church. And it sounded so amazing. So I asked them if they'd be willing to talk to me about what they did and what happened. And I hope that you will be as encouraged as I was uh, by hearing their story. So it's great pleasure uh, to be chatting this week to Andy and Amanda Brewerton. Could you maybe um, just tell us, uh, Andy, whereabouts in the country you are um, and uh, what uh, you do there? Sure. Well, uh, we are in South Yorkshire in a little place called Kilnest. It's a village, uh, a little uh, few miles north of Rotherham. Uh, so if you can get your bearings uh, and then uh, what I do here I'm the vicar of the local church so we're called St Thomas's and uh, that's what I do uh, in a full-time capacity. And is St Thomas's a a sort of huge uh, mega church that we should all have heard of? Tell us about your congregation there. Yeah we're um, (laughs) we're a fairly small church in a um, a South Yorkshire mining community. So we have uh, a nice uh, church family. We get together on a Sunday morning. We're about uh, 50 adults and 20-something children uh, week by week. So that's about us. And um, uh, we w- we're going to talk uh, in this episode of the podcast about a mission that you held uh, at your church uh, a few months ago. Is your church the kind of place that has had a long tradition sort of every year or every couple of years? They will always hold that sort of event. Are they, um, you know, is that part of their DNA? Well, we've been trying to develop a DNA like that uh, since we've been here. It's uh, nearly 10 years in uh, to our ministry here. So uh, we're fairly well established and we have tried to do mission on a regular basis in different ways. Um, So kind of used to it. But uh, what I guess we had come across... um, uh, sort of shortcomings in the way we had been doing some of our evangelism um, with that kind of event-based uh, mission week uh, where the gospel never seemed to be quite in the middle of things. It was always uh, hmm. slightly on the side of the other activities that were going on. Uh, and so when it came to this last year, um, I thought it was probably time for a bit of a rethink and see if we couldn't sort of uh, shake things up a little and uh, see if we couldn't do a bit better. That's really interesting, isn't it? I think lots of churches probably have that sort of tradition, whether it's a mission week or or kind of one-off events or whatever, where it's a lovely event and maybe you get people who don't normally come to church, but you don't necessarily get a really clear gospel presentation as part of that. It's also quite labour-intensive as well, and we don't have a big um, group of people that can um, do the catering or, or or run a quiz night or do something like that and we were we were quite exhausted from running mission weeks with big events yeah. I think and this that this also um fed into that that we could do something different that was perhaps more meaningful yeah and we were desperate to uh, obviously to make disciples uh, off the back of these events and we'd sort of put a lot of time and effort into uh, mission in the past and not really seen a great deal of fruit so again that was a motivation to uh, let's see if we can't 
do something a bit different uh, just in terms of uh, yeah see if it might be a more fruitful approach uh, so uh, time to try something new great that's really interesting so the there been a history of doing so, something but you felt that actually it needed changing up and and so that's what you were going to try and do with this event what did you do um so in advance uh, of the mission to kind of help prepare the church maybe help them to get their head into that sort of different mindset of how this wasn't going to just be like what they'd always done before um yeah i guess uh we did reflect quite a lot on what had gone before in terms of uh, certainly at PCC we had a quite a long discussion. Um, uh, so I tried to lead uh, us in thinking about uh, what we were trying to do through the week and uh, this idea that sometimes uh, when it came to our evangelism we were offering people something of a, a morsel and what they really needed was a meal. Uh, so it's like offering someone a, a, you know, a sausage on a stick when actually uh, what they really needed from us was to hear the, the full, uh, fully explained gospel of the Lord Jesus, uh, because a sausage on the stick is only going to keep them interested for a, a few moments, and then we'll move on to the rest of the evening and it'll all be forgotten again. Uh, whereas if we spent a bit more time having that as the main event, then uh, we'd have opportunity to, uh, to better explain it and hopefully be more helpful to the people that came along. Great. And and did you feel as as you sort of tried to, to help people get that understanding that uh, people got on board with that? They were excited about planning something different. Was that, you know, by the time you got to the start of the week, you felt like you were all together? Or was that quite a struggle sometimes? Um, well, I'd love to say, yeah, we were all on board and thought it was a great idea. But actually, uh, it was only me who thought it was a good idea at the I beginning. Didn't. Uh, really? Most other people <laughs> thought this was going to be far too difficult to actually persuade anyone to come to it, because in the right. past we'd always used the the sort of the hook of the event uh, was the invite. So it was the yeah. the craft activity or the film that was going to be shown or the uh, food that was going to be served, whatever it was. Um, that was the thing we were inviting, and then we sort of popped the uh, evangelistic talk on the side. Yes. Oh, by the way, you also have to sit through five minutes. <laughs> yeah, of this. that's the kind of thing. So um, yeah, and so some... Amanda, you were skeptical yeah. about this. Yes. Um, <laughs> I thought he'd lost his mind. No, I didn't. That's not quite true. Um, because we'd done like quiz nights and events based around the um, the normal weekly um, activities. So we'd have a ladies' night, we'd have a men's night, whatever. Um, that was what we were used to, and it taken a long time to get to that point where people. Mm would invite the friends to a quiz night or something. Um, so I really honestly thought that no one would come. And and I just, I said to him, you know, like I supported him in public, obviously. <laughs> but at home, it was like, are you really sure about this? Like, it's a lot of effort to cook a meal for people. Because the other thing is, like, it's taken a long time to get people to eat with us. Like, it's not, there's not a culture of um, kind of dinner parties here or going out, going to people's for food so yeah I, I must admit I was a bit skeptical and I, I tried to keep quiet which is not <laughs> it is scary I can see that I think it, it is much easier <coughs> to invite something someone to an evening where you can say this will be a lovely evening and there will just be a short yeah. talk but you know and it's much harder to say do you want to come and hear about Jesus yeah and also much we weren't harder we weren't at that point 
where the whole church family were even comfortable doing the first of those. So it was yeah. a real struggle to even get people to invite them to a quiz night where there was going to be a, a five-minute talk. Yeah. So to get people to invite them to something where, where the talk was going to be their main event, I, I yeah. honestly didn't see it working. <laughs> wow. So brave um, to persevere with that, Andy. And yeah. um, tell, just tell us a little bit about how... Um, you did that did you have somebody come in from outside to do talks did you have a team from somewhere did you do it all in-house uh, no we thought adding a team might make it even more scary so rather than do that um, I have myself and my colleague Tom who's my curate and we have a good friend who comes uh, to speak uh, with us on a regular basis who the people know so between the three of us we did five uh, five talks uh, which yeah. was really enough. Um, and so the evening um, uh, was sort of sent out on a similar pattern each evening, but we did five in a row. Um, and again, you, you did five in one week? Yeah, did, all in the same I, yeah. I was trying to remember from when I'd seen That's it from right. once, yeah. And again, that was really based on thinking from, if you ask um, Christians their story and how it was that they came to faith and the significant things that they did uh, many of them will talk about events like uh, summer camps or, or conferences like word alive or even the holiday club when they were a kid um, when they did a whole week's worth of something uh, which was the thing that sort of turned the corner for them in terms of their understanding and the, their level of uh, engaging it brought them to a point where they could um, put their faith in jesus and so again thinking okay how do we translate that into a mission week and give people opportunity to actually come every night of the week if they want to uh, hear something slightly different but on the same theme uh, that then might sort of that cumulative effect of uh, hearing yeah. a lot more about Jesus uh, to bring them to a point where you know, something and there's happen. something as well if it's something on every night of the week you can say to someone it's on every night of the week Absolutely. are you you know which, yeah. which night are you free rather than yeah. oh that's on a Wednesday I'm always busy on a Wednesday or whatever I think the other thing as well that we we now having two children that have both grown up and are both at university at the moment we've kind of our heads are much more into the CU the Christian Union mission weeks and what they're doing with their Christian unions and you've been thinking and looking at what different yeah. Christian unions do in their mission weeks. Um, and that had influenced you as well, the whole story thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, when you were talking about listening to how people become Christians, again, often it's a, a, a university experience and that tends to be a mission week, even if that's in the context of two or three years of friendship and other yeah. things. Yeah. Sometimes just that hearing stuff again and again every day and... Um, is, is really helpful for people. I also think it's really interesting about not having outsiders and not having a, a sort of team come in because again, I think sometimes sometimes that's a really encouraging thing for people in yeah. a church, but also it can slightly give the message we need experts or Absolutely. you know we need other people to do this. It's too hard for us. And we have Whereas done if both. You just do it all. Yeah, so yeah. We, ha we have but in the past I had a mission team come in and. Um, and we've done it ourselves. Um, and this kind of worked because our friend um, is a, a Chris Knowles from St. Peter's, Harold Wood, is um, a really big supporter. He comes up regularly to, to support us. Yeah. And so it was the kind of a half and half. people know him a bit. Yeah. yeah. They know him and they love yeah. him. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And so um, the week itself, so you said um, there was an event every night and the talk was the, the main focus. How did you set that up? How did the, even, the sessions go yeah. and, and what was the sort of 
Okay, well, we began with uh, uh, planning a lovely meal together. So we sat around tables um, and the meal was prepared and served uh, the main course. That was the sort of the start of the evening and uh, try and keep it all fairly relaxed. Just a little bit of uh, music playing in the background, that kind of thing. Um, uh, transforming the inside of church with some nice decorations just to make it look less like a church, more like a sort of some kind of venue. Um, the uh, the first actual bit of content was uh, a sofa-style interview. So we got a member of the church family uh, to uh, jump up on the sofa and have a chat with whoever was hosting in the evening. The sofa was out of our living room. Yeah, we had to borrow a sofa. <laughs> wow. we, we don't have a church sofa. You didn't have anywhere else to sit all week. Nice. No, that's right. So, uh, uh, so that was, again, quite a... Uh, sort of out there for our church family in terms of, okay, who'd like to uh, tell us how they became a follower of Jesus uh, in front of everyone. Um, but we did find some very willing volunteers and we coached them a bit and trained them to do that. And you, would you sort of interview yeah, somebody that's right. for so that? They didn't just kind of sit and chat. Yeah, yeah that's right. So we're just uh, on the sofa with uh, the sort of the host for the evening, which again, the, the host changed hands depending on who was speaking yeah. and things. And it was someone that was interviewing them that they'd do a one-to-one with or that yeah, they, they had already got a relationship with. Yeah, so, yeah. so that was, um, uh, again, really, really helpful sort of uh, preamble of uh, here's how someone um, found out themselves about Jesus and was able to uh, speak about their own faith. Uh, we then had uh, puddings and coffee and then that was the sort of the talk bit came on uh, at that point, 20 minutes or so, and just explaining... Uh, a different aspect of the Christian life. We use this theme, taste and see. Um, Lovely. And so some of the topics were things like taste the truth and taste the purpose, taste the hope, that kind of thing, using um, bits of John's Gospel, really, to explain um, some of those themes. Um, and then uh, after the talk, we got into uh, little groups uh, on the table with a postcard with two or three questions on uh, just reflecting on the talk and uh, what you might uh, do with um, you know, the challenge that was arising out of it. So, again, really different kind of... I've never ever tried that at an evangelistic event before, uh, getting people to actually just talk around tables. But Yeah, really how did effective. people respond to that? Yeah, did it, it work? Was, it was amazing, really. It was actually the best bit of the evening, um, having been, uh, you know, fed from God's Word and heard something useful. Uh, people were then able simply to reflect on all of that with one or two Christians on each table just there to host things and move them along. So we'd made sure that on the tables um, we had um, our kind of core Christian team uh, sat for the meal. So they weren't serving, they weren't clearing up, they weren't doing anything. Their role purely was to sit there, have a meal with the people that had come and then and that built up the relationship. And we found that throughout the week, when people did come back, they wanted to sit on the same table with, with the person that we wow. placed there. And so tell me how you did the logistics of that, because, you know, hopefully, the, the, presumably the goal is that if somebody comes, you want them to keep coming back again and again. So did people have to buy tickets in advance? Did you just guess how many you were catering for? How um, many tables you needed, that kind of thing? Yeah, well, it was, it was a bit of both. Uh, I guess we didn't sell tickets as such. We were sort of just giving them away. So um, there was no no charge, but we did ask people to, to get hold of a ticket or at least let us know they were coming. So we had um, various things, but some of it was really a, an act of faith in the kitchen, just um, making some food on the basis that somebody might turn up to come and eat it. 
Um, and we were gauging that as the week went on as well, sort of seeing, you know, night to night where we actually ended up with people. And uh, and what sort of numbers did you get? I mean, on the first night, just, just before how many that, people turned was, up? Yeah. I should probably say, practically, we don't have a kitchen at church. So the cooking is all done in our kitchen at the vicarage and then carried across into warming cupboards. So we don't let that put us off. Um, and also within our core team, so there were maybe six or seven of us that were there every night that we knew that we might not eat. So if we had if we had six extra people turn up, we'd give them the food that we'd planned to eat ourselves. So we had that bit of leeway um, yes. for, for people that were there. Yeah. And I love that, actually, because I think very often it's easy to say we don't have the facilities. We don't have a lovely church hall with kitchen. We don't yeah. have whatever, whatever, whatever. But actually, if you want to do something, you can find ways of oh, making yeah, it Oh, yes, slow work. cookers. And, um, hot cupboards, yeah, kitchen hostess trolleys, George Foreman grills. Yeah, you just decide to do it and then you're like, how are we going to do this? And if people are willing to muck in and, yeah. and work hard and be flexible themselves, you can do a yeah. lot. So, yeah, so go back to numbers. How, yeah. how many did turn up on that first night? So I think we had four tables uh, which we'd laid up for eight people each. And, uh, and the first night they were all full, which was a real encouragement. Wow. So we had 30 something people it was a mix um, of um church family um yeah. helpers and um a few people that had been invited along so it wasn't all like 32 new people that had never been sure. before um but certainly some who were yeah, yeah. outside and people on the fringe. church family yeah probably yeah, yeah, maybe great. a quarter of the, yeah. the whole were, were new people uh, to us or people and did that met before build up did you get more on yeah. the subsequent so um, by the Friday night yeah. I think we we were up to six tables um, yeah so and again they were all pretty full uh, by the end of that so that was probably getting on for uh, I don't know best part of 50 people uh, in the main room and then there were some others who were um, sort of listening in from uh, next door but uh, yeah it was uh, wow. again really incredibly helpful um, to see that people did actually uh, get the idea and, and come along and then come back and, and bring friends and bring friends and enjoy what they were were part of and also so friday night is our normal night for our youth group and most of those at the youth group are, are young people that don't come on a sunday or aren't associated in any oh, other way yeah. and um, the youth leaders um, decided that they'd, they'd invite them all to come and they had their own table and they were really delighted with how many of the youth group came and for them that was the first kind of time that that they'd been to anything like that so that's really great isn't it now I was just gonna say just really um encouraging it's obviously a thing that people um if the numbers are increasing people inviting more people and coming back obviously did feel comfortable mm being yeah. at that sort of event and you obviously managed to create a sort of atmosphere in which people didn't feel scared that they were going to be at tables with people they didn't know or have a conversation about something real or or whatever and so obviously it worked and did you feel that the the church family who were involved with that um because you said at the beginning not everybody was completely confident <laughs> that this was a good idea as the week went on did everybody begin to see yes this this obviously is something that is working and, and is really worthwhile to be fair I think by the time we got to the beginning of the week 
Andy had persuaded everyone that it was a good idea and we knew we were going to do it. So we just all put our just best efforts in. So by it. that stage, we were all on board. But... Yeah, that's right. But um, no, it was good to see, um, you know, lots of different members of the church family. There probably weren't many people in the church family that didn't come on one evening themselves. And maybe uh, half of the church family brought somebody to something to one of you yeah so again just really encouraging to see some of that and you know confidence is not um uh, around here in spades in terms of people asking uh, their friends and family to come to things but you know people were willing to give it a go and uh, we were able to you know help them in a way which was uh uh, you know sensitive to that uh, lack of confidence really Uh, i think the other thing the thing for me was seeing the people that gave their stories so we called that we didn't call it a testimony. We we asked the people to to tell us how they met Jesus, and the the five people that gave their testimonies. If you'd have said to me at the beginning they would do that, I would have absolutely. I, I probably, if I'm honest, wouldn't have asked because I would have said there's no way they would they would do that. And that for me was amazing to see hmm. these people that won't that don't stand up in front of people in their everyday lives don't have that confidence to do that, to, to sit there and be interviewed yeah. in front of people they don't know. And that, that for me was a real special moment. Yeah. Yeah. And actually they, you know, when you see people do that and other people in the church presumably also know them and know that that's not a normal thing for them, mm. you know, it gives everybody more courage to say, well, maybe I could do that if she did that. And, you know, maybe I don't have to be being interviewed on the sofa in the front of church. I could just be talking with my friend and, talk about those things yeah, so that's absolutely. really lovely um so it seems like there was there was quite a positive uh, response during the mission um what what have you seen or did you plan anything for sort of what you would do after this week would be over what, what was your sort of thinking beyond the, the initial events yeah so we run christianity explored on a regular basis here uh, i certainly advertise it regularly and run it when it's needed so uh, we don't always have a group um, but probably two or three times a year, so after Christmas, normally after Easter, and then perhaps in the autumn, uh, we would advertise uh, a CE uh, group. Um, and over the years, we've seen loads of people, in fact, nearly everyone in the church family has come through that um, at some point. So that was our sort of go-to follow-up, really, for the week, and that's what we were talking about through the week, and you know, postcards on the table and inviting people yeah. back for the week after. And did you get people sign up for that? Did, did um, you run a group after? Uh, well... We didn't quite have the group on the evening that we planned it. Um, so we, we identified um, five or six people who said they would be interested in doing it, uh, but hardly any of them could come on the particular night of the week that we'd planned uh, the group. So uh, we started up a couple of one-to-ones, uh, one group of two and uh, another one uh, with somebody else who uh, who all started up uh, the sea. They didn't all get to the end of it, mm-hmm. but they did all um, get into the uh, follow-up initially Um, but we have then seen after Christmas um, uh, there's another small group have formed of folk who all came to the mission week Um, so we're obviously warming up to Christian things at that point have now committed to the group um, this side of Christmas this year and um, and have all stuck with it so I've now got a group of I think it's seven of us going through at the moment which is the biggest group I've had for ages (laughs) That's really interesting, yeah. isn't it? Because I think we often measure things by where we're at sort of a week after or two weeks after. But actually, 
it, you know, people's timings may, may be very different. Yeah. Yeah. Amanda, Sorry. are you going to say something? No, I was just going to say that being in a small church, sometimes I get discouraged when I know Andy's gone and set up for a Christianity Explore course and no one's turned up. And that does happen. And that happens regularly. But, he, you know, he still faithfully goes over and sets up and we pray that people will come. Um, and we don't get discouraged. Um, well, <laughs> I don't, yeah, oh, I'm not to get discouraged. Uh, I do get discouraged, but I'm always reminded that it's God's work and not our work that we're doing. Yeah. So we still do it and we carry on doing it. And so it, it's an absolute miracle, I think, this time to have seven people. And there's a couple going through, um, like a couple of the youngsters are going yeah. through with Tom, um, Christianity Sports. So it's not just that seven on the evening. Yeah. There's a couple of other little groups happening in one-to-ones or one-to-twos still off the back of that um and and that's that's been a real boost for all of us really and just praying on for them that's really wonderful yeah. isn't it to see and would you say the week as a whole has had an impact on the church family um uh how people feel about doing evangelism and mission do you do you sense that, that this is something uh where there's a momentum in a different way now perhaps yeah or, i mean there's certainly folk are really interested in doing doing it again mm. something similar um, Lovely. And that might well happen this autumn. We haven't made a firm plan for that, but it's, uh, it's certainly, you know, if we were to do a, a week uh, soon, then we would use this style again, um, purely because yeah. off the back of um, the first week, it seems like, um, you know, uh, it, it yeah. would be a good plan. Seems but, like it's worked really well. But we yeah. did say that it wouldn't stop us doing the other style again. No, that's right. Because we, we think there needs to be a a mix uh, we still do event-based evangelism where you know you just you do have the uh, the event is the main thing and the gospel talk is is popped on the side so yeah. there's room for both i think within the local church but yeah so, people yeah. at different stages yeah, and, right. and need maybe different kinds of things so um that's really exciting to hear um about how that happened and, and the sort of thinking behind it um, I wonder, both of you, what advice you might give to someone uh, thinking about whether they could do something similar at their church? What, what do you think you need to have in place and what do you think you need to be able to just say, you know what, you know? Yeah, I think um, from our point of view, uh, you don't need as many people as you think you need, I don't think, to put on a week like this. Um, so get a core team together and make a plan but it doesn't have to be a very complicated plan we're only talking about simple food and uh, a fairly simple structure of an evening and we probably did our detailed planning within about six or eight weeks of uh, the mission itself and um, it wasn't you know years, you and years kind of, of planning. three years in advance with no, a strategy and not a... <laughs> at all we spoke first time yeah. i mentioned it i think it was probably january pcc and it happened in september yeah um and uh, the lead-in was uh, was really not that long at all, really. We had some good publicity, so I guess I would encourage someone to, uh, you know, get a good little brochure together um, just to explain what it's all about, to try and yeah. um, make that uh, as helpful as it can be. Um, and then, yeah, just uh, pray and get on with it, I guess, is... <laughs> It's really our, <laughs> yeah. our mantra. Just, the, uh, great. The practicalities of it are not as difficult. You know, I look at churches that have got a fully equipped kitchen and um, enough plates to feed everyone and all this kind of thing. And, and yes, I'd love that, but we're not in that position. And, um, you know, we're not going to be in that position. We've got a sink in the kitchen, in the, in the vestry that we use for washing up, which is great. Um, but it's not impossible. You can adapt stuff and, 
you know, this is God's work. And if God wants it to happen, then it will. And you can get round. There are ways of the ways of doing yeah. it and you use all the skills, you know, of everybody. There's just one little thing I've got to tell Ross, which is fine. <laughs> so we've been praying beforehand for somebody to become a Christian during that week or for some real fruit to encourage us yeah. to to kind of, you know, just be a real encouragement. And um, the week before the mission, one of the ladies that from the school that had been doing a one-to-one with one of our mums became a Christian. And we were oh. so excited because she really got it and it was just a, a delight to see. Wonderful. But the funny thing was that it was like, it's not meant to be this week, God, it's meant to be next week. <laughs> but she then came and helped so oh, the mum that had been doing it encouraged her to come and they served the food to people and then she sat and listened to the talk as well. So. I think that's such an encouraging story. Yeah. Thanks, Amanda. It's just, it's so easy for us to, to get focused in this is when and how God yeah, is going to absolutely. work because this is how we have planned it. But actually, God calls people to himself whenever he wants and yeah. however he wants and yeah. uses these things that we planned in mm. in his own way isn't it so you and know, for that lady um, it was like a real um she really enjoyed being part thing, of the church yeah, your first week of being a christian <laughs> to be know. able to come and yeah. and just hear the gospel yeah. and hear other people's stories and be encouraged by it what, what a lovely story thank you so much well thank you for sharing um all of that but um that story in particular is just really lovely to hear and i'm sure that will be an encouragement to anyone uh, who's thinking about doing this it doesn't matter how small your church is what facilities you've got whatever actually you know if you want to um find ways of of getting the gospel out to your community get on and do it after we finished that recording andy and amanda said that they would be more than willing to share all the resources that they produce their publicity and their plan for the mission so if you think that's something that would be useful uh, maybe for your church to consider doing something similar uh, please do get in touch with me ros at churchsociety.org and i will put you in touch with them We'll be back next week on the podcast with our regular book review slot. And this time, Amanda and I are reading a new publication from CEC, that is the Church of England Evangelical Council, who've produced a book called Glorify God in Your Body. And it's uh, an examination of uh, what we believe the Bible's teaching is on uh, the body, on sexuality, on gender, on all those kind of issues, really in preparation for uh, the report that's due out next year uh, from Church of England's General Synod Living and Love and Faith process. You can get hold of Glorify God in Your Body from the CEC website. You can download it for free or you can purchase a paper copy uh, from the Latimer Trust website. It is, I think, an important book and I would really encourage you uh, to take a look at that. So thank you for listening. As always, if you enjoy the podcast, do subscribe to it. Uh, Do give us a rating if you're on a podcast app or on iTunes. We'd love to have uh, some five-star ratings if you enjoy what we're doing. Do share the podcast with people you know who might be interested in it. Uh, And as always, if you have any comments, suggestions, ideas for things you'd like us to cover, please get in touch. You can leave a comment on our Facebook page. You can tweet us at Church Society or you can email me, ros at churchsociety.org. We'll see you next time.